You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Our Two Cents. We've got a special July 4th weekend episode here for you. In fact, when you're getting this, it's probably July 3rd, I think, (laughs) if I'm looking at my calendar correct. And so uh, Steve and I here, we're wishing you a very happy long holiday weekend, and hopefully you get a chance to get out there and enjoy some fireworks, bing, bang, boom, you know, lights and fun in the sky. So when I was 16 years old, Gabriel living in the Bronx. No, I was in Queens at 16. Anyhow, and anyhow, so we wanted to get fireworks and you couldn't buy fireworks anywhere. So I decided with a buddy of mine to go down to Chinatown, <laughs> <laughs> which is the worst dangerous place in the world to be at that time and to buy fireworks. So we're going from store to store to store. Hey, you sell fireworks, you sell fireworks. And, and then two guys come over to us and say, yeah, we sell fireworks. Just, just two guys? Ju- just two guys around the corner. So we go around the corner. Of course, there's a gang of guys waiting for us. This sounds safe. Oh, my gosh. It scared the daylights out of me. We got into a little tussle there, and I ran away. And my friend ran away, and, and I was really well, scared. Were they trying to steal your fireworks? No, they were trying to steal my money. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, folks, if you're going out there to buy fireworks, <laughs> I don't know where you go, but don't go to Chinatown. You know, if there's one phrase I never in New had York. in my youth growing up was, was was when we went to Chinatown. When we went to Chinatown. <laughs> I didn't have, in Chester, Vermont, there, there was no Chinatown part of town. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got my own fireworks story when I was a kid. You know, I, I lived in Vermont and they didn't sell fireworks in Vermont. And so I forget which state it was. I think it was either Massachusetts or Connecticut, there was somewhere within like a four-hour drive you could drive across the state border and you could buy all the fireworks you wanted to. And I remember as a kid I had saved up and I I had a, I think at the time, I think it was like $100, which was a lot for me. Whoa. And I uh, went down there with a friend and we bought uh, just a giant bag full of fireworks. And I'm talking black cats, if you know what those are, folks. They're little, mm. little ones, are M80s. They're bigger versions of the black cats, uh, these roaming candles, these bottle rockets, these long. And uh, we came back and uh, just, I mean, I lived on a pretty rural road. So you, we actually were shooting off fireworks in the road. Nice and safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just um, I have a I have a story, though. It's a warning for anyone out there with fireworks. So I had thrown a black cat. Black mm. cat? Yeah, I think that's what it was. And it is didn't that, go off. Is that like a bomb? No, uh, it's like a tiny, it looks like a little candle, right? Well, Your birthday, oh, black birthday, cat. Uh, birthday candle. What were the bomb, the, the ones that The were? M80s? M80s, yeah, right. Yeah, those uh. look more like, uh, like a shotgun shell. Shotgun like, shell, right, yeah. Big. Yeah. Right, so I had thrown a, a, a little one, and it didn't go off. Right, oh. they're all going off. Oh, 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 oh. And you know, I was practicing safe fireworks. I'd thrown it, and it hadn't gone off. I waited. I swear, I waited like thirty seconds. Okay, like a long time. And then I went over there and I bent down to pick it up to see what happened. Oh. And literally, as I was bending down, it went off. Oh. Right by my left ear. Ouch. And I couldn't hear for like I had diminished hearing for like six months. 
Ouch. Out of that left ear. You're lucky it wasn't worse than that. Well, actually. you hear every year, you know, firework accidents loose, and stuff like that. Yeah, you got you really do have to be careful. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but folks, you know, good fun time of the year. And, and, you know, you always hear the kids in the neighborhoods having fun and you got your own private fireworks show and. Uh, hopefully you get out there and enjoy some of the, well, there's no Arlington racetrack anymore, which is kind of sad. Those yeah, used to be they some had, of the best they ones. had the best fireworks. Yeah, e- I used that's to a little bit Every sad. year. Yep. Yep. But, uh, hopefully you have a wonderful, wonderful time and, uh, spend some time with family. I think we've got good weather coming up. Actually, let me check. What do we got coming up? Hold on one sec, folks. I don't know. I think, well, by the time you get this, you'll know. But I just am curious for myself here now. Uh, look, let's he, see. We've he's, got. He's looking up the weather, folks. Okay, got a little rain tomorrow on Friday. It's a financial broadcast. We've he's got, looking up the weather. Oh, look at this. Saturday and Sunday, sunny and partly cloudy. Yeah. Uh, eight, high of 85 and 89. That sounds nice. Folks, that's your local weather report. And now we'll move to the financial Section. experts. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, Steve Lou, we've got Steve Lou joining got us Steve with finance. Here, right? <laughs> uh, you want to take us away, Steve? I'll take <laughs> us. <laughs> let's I'll, I'll take us away to somewhere. Uh, well, okay. Let's talk about money, huh? And retirement planning. Uh, we came up with a new. I don't think we've done this one yet. A, a fun little twist on, you know, how to talk about finances in a different way, which is always one of our goals here for the show. Uh, so we're going to ask you to get your pen and pencils out, folks, or a pad of paper, whatever your preference. Uh, we're going to give you a pop quiz. Okay. Okay. You cannot fail, by the way. Well, you, you could you could do worse than better. You could do worse than better. But there's but, no grades. But there's no grades. That's why you can't fail. <laughs> well, no formal grades, I suppose. So, yeah, can you go ahead and ace this retirement planning quiz? We're going to find out. Uh, let's see how you do. And so what we're going to do, I'm going to say the question. I'm going to give you the answers. I'm going to give you a second or two to uh, ponder through them while you're listening. And then we're going to discuss some answers. What if we, what if you and I have different answers? <laughs> uh, well, I have what I've identified as the correct answer. We'll see if you... Which, which <laughs> mean mine are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which ones you're going to answer yet. Uh, all right. I, I didn't consult you on this. So uh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> So, it's, guys, we've got yeah. a dual quiz going on here. I got that. Okay, question number one. At what age should people start saving for retirement? Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. options, three options here. A, when you very first begin working. B, after you buy your first home. Or C, whenever you finally paid off any and all current debts that you currently have. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Ding, ding, ding dong, ding. <laughs> we need the Jeopardy music ding, ding, here for ding, like ding, 10 yeah. seconds. Uh, but okay, folks, you ready? Yeah. I'll, I'll read them one more time so you've got enough time here. What A, when you begin working, B, after you buy your first home, and C, when you paid off all your debts. Okay, got your answer locked in? Got my answer locked in. Steve, what is your answer? When you begin working. That's what I would say. It, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, C is an interesting one. Okay, C is an interesting one. Because if you if you have a lot of debt for some reason when you first begin working, uh, that's you know that's um, that's something you would want to consider. But I, I chose A because if you first start working, hopefully you're going to have a 401k, and by default, I think everybody the moment they start working, whatever amount it is, should be starting to uh, deposit funds into their 401k through their work pre-tax. It, yeah, and I thought C was interesting. Also, I spent a few mi- a few minutes, a few moments on that, and I said, well, when you do retirement, when you think about retirement, even as a youngster, that means you can't have any debts. So that would be included 
in planning for retirement. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, folks, uh, if you if you chose C, that's not a bad one. Uh, B is an interesting one, right? If you wanted to save up all your money for a house first, that's not a terrible thing because a house is, you know, you're more transferring your wealth versus spending it. But really it's the compound um, magic interest, you know, that <laughs> is the eighth wonder of the world, as they say, that starts by contributing right when you first get out of your job at, say, 21 years old. So I think there are nine wonders of the world. Are there eight or nine? Mm, isn't there seven? Seven. Eight. Hold on, Katie. Where, Katie's Katie's gonna, look this up. While Katie's looking at that I think there's seven and then... There should be D in here, though, all of the above. Well... You could use you could say because you can save for your house and save for retirement at the well, same time. Well, there's never a bad time to save. That's, right. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. There's seven wonders of the world. Okay. We've got the Taj Mahal. What are they? The Coliseum. Chichen Itza. Did I say that right? Chichen Itza? Chichen Itza, yeah. Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. I like saying Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. uh, Christ the Redeemer. I didn't know that. Uh, Petra. What is that? I don't know what Petra is. And the Great Wall of China. Petra. Is that a... Petra. Greek, what's what's is, Petra? Is that a Caitlin? Greek god? We're, we're learning uh, a lot of stuff here <laughs> today, folks. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see here. Okay. The ancient, ancient city of Petra in Jordan became one of the seven new wonders of the world when it was chosen in 2007 by a vote of 100 million people. Hmm. All I right. didn't get a vote. I didn't even know it was a city. When, who voted? I didn't vote either. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Well. Okay. You learned something new. Number two. Oh, it's from uh, Indiana Jones. Hmm. Ah. Cool. Oh, I remember that, I think. Number two. Okay. Question number, number two. two. We digress. <laughs> Uh, which uh, which of these is the best estimate of how much income you'll need in retirement based on your current income, okay? Option A is 50% of your current income before you retire. B is 85% of your current income before you retire. C is 100% of your current income before you retire. Or D is none of the above. Mm -hmm. Could you read them again? I will. So you get a second time to hear them and or make your choice. A is 50% of your current income before you retire, 85% of your current income before you retire, or 100% C, 100% of your current income before you retire. Okay. You want me to go? You're going to answer each one. All right. So I go first on each one. Mm -hmm. How do I know you're not like faking it and just agreeing with me or that you I should make you write it down. <laughs> I mean, all right. So here's the deal. Uh, the rule of thumb is that you're going to ha need less income. The old rule, let me put it this way, is that you're going to need less income in retirement than you do, you know, while you're working because you just have less expenses. The kids are out of the house. You don't have to travel back and forth to work. You have less gas and so on and so on. I absolutely disagree with that based on our history of planning. Mm. And I would say at minimum, 100% of your current income. So I'm going to say C. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, two, uh, two and I, two. Even, I even like how you positioned it, actually, because I would have said the same thing. Uh, we see typically people that are going to fall into two categories. Uh, one is going to be C. Either they need whatever they've... They don't want to spend more than they've been spending, but they don't want to spend less. Okay, so 100% of their current pre-retirement income. But a, probably a good half or so of our people would be D, 
which would be none of the above. Why? Because they want to spend more. That's exactly right. Than they es- are currently spending before retirement. Especially the first 10 years yep. of their retirement yep, when yep, they yep. they feel they're going to be the healthiest. They want to front load yeah, their retirement. Start, starts, you know, you've been saving up for a long time. You've been working your b- butt off or behind off for a long time. Go have some fun. Spend some of that money. Yeah. Right? Two for two. Two oh. for two. Oh, God. Steve, you're racing it. I'm a ace. plus so far. I must be an advisor or planner <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like you know this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Question three, folks. Ready? Which of these do you find that retirees fear the most? Hmm. A, not leaving enough money to their kids. Uh, Don't read into my laughing there. Uh, B, (laughs) running out of money. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) Uh, C, needing nursing home care. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to throw a... I actually didn't write it down before, but I'm going to throw another one on here. D, paying too much in taxes. Hmm. Okay, so folks, remember, here are our four options for what do retirees fear the most. A, not leaving enough to their kids. B, running out of money. C, needing nursing home care. D, paying too much in taxes. Okay, so this is a hard question because fear, fear, I think, wow, I'm going to say that people fear and fear means I'm afraid of this. I think about it. I'm afraid of it. I think the fear is going into the nursing home. I think that's the greatest fear. Mm. Um, it might be the less probability, but the greatest fear, even mm. more than running out of money. Mm. Now, running out of money is worrisome, but not fearful. Mm. I think going to the nursing home is fearful. Interesting. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I will say if you were nitpicking the word fear, yep. I would give your answer a kudos. Yep. But that would, I mean, had the, that would mean correct. I would No, no, I no, would, not kudos. I that had would the, mean, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> you can't hedge on this. Either I'm right or wrong. Well, technically I had B, running out of money. So there's actually data and research that says the retirees' number one fear, by and large, is not having enough money to last them in the retirement a.k.a. running out of money. And I would agree with that. Yeah. And you yeah. did say that, yeah. but then you said C. So yes. I got to say, Steve, you you got that one wrong. No. <laughs> folks, I wrong? folks, I want you to write in based <laughs> on my analysis of fear. <laughs> That's why I said I give you kudos to your I don't know. I want to be fear. three for three. I want to be a winner. You're like two and a half out of three. Uh, so <laughs> maybe you guys write in if you think we should give Steve that answer. Write in, folks. <laughs> Go to My ego depends SGL on SGLfinancial.com. Contact us or email info at com. Or come in and Let just tell Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, so people worry about running out of money. You know, did they save sure. enough? Uh, are they on track to have enough? Uh, some people, I will say some people really do fear being, you know, a burden to their family, uh, having to go into long-term care, the costs associated with that. Um, but a lot of other people are of the mindset there. Yeah, you know, hopefully it won't happen to me. You know, if it does, you know, figure something out, sell the house, you know, who knows. But uh, surprisingly, very few people these days do care about leaving money to their kids. Yeah, it's amazing. Pretty interesting. It, it is amazing. Okay. Okay. All right, folks, if you're out there, three hopefully you're tracking three for three. Yeah, you like, know? like I am. Yep. Three for three. Two and a half for, th- for three. Yep. Okay, question four. Which of these examples best represents a diversified retirement investment plan? Okay. Again, which of these examples will best represent a diversified retirement plan? 
investment plan. A, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds. B, a variety of rental homes in different neighborhoods, along with a significant amount of cash in the bank. C, 10 to 12 different mutual funds. Okay, or D, none of the above. None of the above. Ta 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 ta. D, for sure. Say why first. Uh, I have to say, I have to. You do wait, have to, yes, wait, you do. That wasn't part of the deal. I'm curious your answer. Uh, well, you know, uh, 60 40 is, a, is an investment. You, you, you might need something different. Rental homes are nice to have. 10 to 12 mutual funds is, might be diversified. But a diversified retirement plan just doesn't mean, uh, you know, there's nothing in mention here for insurance products or life insurance or annuities or tax, uh, tax savings, things that well, you can do for tax savings. The answer I had was D. Okay, so you, oh. Steve did, did get this correct. But for the wrong reason, right? No, actually, half of the correct reason that I was going to say. Oh, okay. Which is because it's a semi-trick question. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, we tricked you. Here's why. Well, a mixture of 60% stocks and 40% bonds, it could be diversified, but we don't know. We don't know. What if it's a single stock fund and a single bond fund? That would be what we call uh, lightly, very lightly diversified, okay? Mm-hmm. And that we're talking about what best represents a very diversified retirement plan. Okay, three rental homes in different neighborhoods along with cash in the bank. Well, if, if housing prices crash, neighborhoods generally across the board are going to see a big decline. You've got a lot of your eggs in a real estate basket, not super well diversified. Plus a lot of cash in the bank, which is making you no money. Correct. Uh, 10 to 12 different mutual funds. You might have guessed this one, Mm -hmm. but it's a trick question as well because we have seen many portfolios with a lot of mutual funds that contain very similar holdings. Yeah, like all U.S. stocks. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, uh, so the the none of the above is a trick question to say that you want to have it's m- close to C, right? You want to have different mutual funds. Uh, we actually would have even more than that, as well as have a mixture possibly of annuities and income and tax-free options. And you could still have rental homes. And I mean, rental, you, you know. I mean, it doesn't say you shouldn't you, have yeah, that. Yeah, you know, so really it's a combination of uh, all sorts of things. And, and most importantly, I would say uh, different asset classes, okay, which none of these answers contained. That is correct. And so you want to have different asset classes beyond, sub-asset classes beyond just stocks and bonds, like alternatives, like REITs, like real estate, like insurance products, uh, obviously stocks and bonds, small caps, large caps, uh, international, U.S. De- de- developed markets, emerging markets, value, growth, momentum, Managed future. The list goes on and on and on. 20 and, of them. And that's what we call here at SGL Financial a heavily, heavily diversified portfolio, which would best be representative there. Four for four. Got Three it. and a half for fourth. Three and a half for fourth, Steve. <laughs> support me, folks. <laughs> Count on Oh, uh, well, uh, so uh, sorry to trick you on that one, folks. Maybe you answered D, though. Maybe you were thinking the same thing we were thinking. Okay. Last question here. Five question quiz. To make sure that you don't run out of money in retirement, only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio each year. Okay? And so the answer would be A, 1%, B, 4%, C, 6%, or D, find a different strategy altogether. Hmm. <laughs> well, 
Let me repeat Re- those. Repeat yeah. those. Yeah. To make sure you don't run out of money in retirement, only withdraw X percent from your portfolio each year, and the options are 1%, 4%, 6%, or find a different strategy altogether. Traditional income planning in retirement says is no, f- uh, no, no, no. What's your answer? Well, I'm before uh, you. Ex- I'm, I'm, before explain- you I'm explaining. My, no, I'm explaining my answer. Well, you got to. Last time an- I gave you my answer, and you said, "Well, you explain it." Now I'm um, explaining it. Now you want the. An- <laughs> I'm having fun here. What's your answer? Pick the answer first. The answer is find a different strategy. For can sure. I, can I tell you something? You agree with me. I would have accepted two answers from you. It's no. another semi-trick question. No, you can't. I can. No, you I can't. Make, I'm the rule master <laughs> no. of this game. No, you can't. 4% no. is wrong. No, I'm going to give you... No, there's two answers to the question. Okay. That I would have accepted. You One was D, so you got it right. Well, D is the right answer. Well, it's... It's one of the right answers. No, it's not. It's the right... You can't have two right answers. Yes, you can. No, you can't. A... That's like two truths that are different. A... Okay, I'll add... I'll add <laughs> option E of our question five is options A or D. Oh, a I and see. D. Oh, because the question <laughs> is so you don't run out of money. And yes. If you the take 1%, to, you won't To make won't sure run out you money. don't run out of money in retirement, only withdraw what percent from your... Folks, book. he got me there. I, well, you got it right. Yeah, I know, but there are two answers There here. are two answers, yeah, correct. Oh, my gosh. I would have accepted either. Okay. All right. So, folks, what am, let's unpack that a little bit. Well, there's a safe withdrawal rate out there that used to be 4%. So, if you guess 4%, uh, you're close. But it's now closer to about 35 or 3% is known as the safe withdrawal rate because bond rates have come down and equity projections aren't what they used to be. That's a whole other topic. But this says to make to sure, make sure you, you don't, don't run, run out, out of money. What? Now, now you could withdraw 1%. You won't run out of money. Will it be enough income for you? Right. That's a different story. Yeah. Okay. Or D, find another strategy altogether. Steve, what were you thinking on that one? Well, you know, the old-fashioned way uh, is you take your money to somebody and they say, great, we're going to build you a big portfolio and we're going to take out the safe money withdrawal rate, whether it's 32 or 4%, and you're going to get all the income you need. And that might work. There's a tremendous amount of risk in that especially with something called sequence of return risk, you know, getting losses early in retirement, like between the years 2000 and 2013, when the market made no money and you're pulling money out of your portfolio in bad shape. So uh, that is an old rule. And like all old things, there are new things. And the new thing is to do time horizon investing, where you invest based on the amount of years that you have before you need that money liquid. So if you, meet, if you have an income shortfall next year, you don't want to put that money in the stock market because the market could be down another 20% next year. So that you would invest in something very liquid because you need it next year. On the other hand, if you don't need money for 20 years, well, you can take a lot of risk with that money. And that's really the modern way of doing it. And there is a, also a third way, which is... You know, which we talk a lot about, and we always give you three or four options when you become a client, uh, is a guaranteed income rider from a annuity. Now, folks, you don't lose your access to your cash balance or your value or anything like that, and you still have a death benefit and all sorts of cool things, but it does guarantee the income for a lifetime. I would add on to that, Gabriel, rising income rider. Yeah, and so can you run out of money if your income is guaranteed for a lifetime? No, you cannot. 
uh, because it's guaranteed. Exactly. So, folks, uh, if you thought you know that was a, a good quiz, I'm I'm hoping you got a four or a five out of five. If like you're, like me. Yeah, just like Steve, four and a half out of five. <laughs> just, Can't win here. Uh, if you got you know one or two, uh, I'd say don't worry about it. There's a lot to know here. Give us a call. We could always help you. You know, uh, fine tune this in your plan. What if but I got What if I got five wrong? If you got all five wrong, hurry, I, uh, hurry in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you Hard. know. But um, but yeah, you know, if we can help you at all, I know there's a lot call to retire plan. Call for an appointment. And quickly. I, I like I like this quiz idea because we we talk a lot on the show, and maybe we'll we'll periodically check back in with you folks with more of these quizzes and uh, see how you're doing, give you a chance to self-assess. And this was actually kind of fun. Uh, actually, so fun that we, we went through our entire time allotment for our second topic. We just did one thing. Uh, for our show here today. But we do have a – I was going to talk a little bit about getting to know Stephen Gabriel Lewitt, one of our favorite topics of the show. Aye, aye, aye. Where I surprised Steve with a personal topic of my choosing. All right. Well, we've got we got a few minutes, <laughs> so I'll I'll jump in. Okay. So, uh, was there a time where you ever almost got mugged as a child? I <laughs> I'm just I just. I'm hey, just let kidding. me tell you the story about me in Chinatown <laughs> when I was 16 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'm kidding. By that wasn't yeah. the question. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me find my question list. Hold on, folks. All right. He's Flipping a, pages. He's searching. He's unprepared. Oh my god. Okay. No, I've got it here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite drum roll cereal? Okay, my favorite cereal is the Breakfast of Champions Cheerios. Wheaties? Oh, that was Wheaties. Right? Was, was it? Wasn't it, that Wheaties? It used to be Wheaties, and now it's uh, <laughs> Cheerios. Can you, can you Google that real quick? Can no, breakfast, breakfast of, was, it was, is it was, Wheaties. It was Wheaties, right? I'm almost, I used to eat Wheaties as a kid. Yeah, so did I. That's why I was thinking uh, about it, but on, my favorite see, is Cheerios. Do they it, still make Wheaties? I don't know. I don't think I've seen them anymore. What What is it, Kate? I, I, Hold on one second. They, have, they don't make Wheaties, but there are Wheaties in different names. Yeah, let's see. But, yeah, but that uh, was the Breakfast of Champions. Yeah, because they had all the sports athletes on it. I guess yeah. they don't make that. They don't make Wheaties anymore. I, I don't think I've seen them. Well, they don't make them at Whole Foods. <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> they don't might buy have it someplace else. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Wheaties was your favorite as a youngster. Yeah, because Mickey Mantle ah. always said, "I eat my Wheaties." Yeah. So yeah. Katie found here the Wheaties fuel cereal has been discontinued. And is no longer available. Yeah, <laughs> no more champions, folks. The champions did not succeed. They have champions <laughs> do not eat anymore. Uh, uh, so, but today it is now what? Uh, Cheerios. It is. So Cheerios. I take okay. Cheerios, right, and I mix it with uh, with uh, a, like um, a granola. Mm. I put a sprinkle it with granola, and then I put in something that has a flavor like uh, vanilla or. or you know, blueberry or something. Oh, so you're so. really like cooking up a cereal mix. Oh, uh, there's a whole method to it, and the ratio has to be right, and the okay. amount of milk. And yeah, what add. kind of milk do you use? Almond milk, vanilla. Okay, you just lost me. You vanilla. Lost me. You lost me. Vanilla. No, we were getting somewhere, and then no, no, you can't we, drink. We just we just went down. Vanilla almond milk, very healthy, and 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 that's my morning breakfast. You don't put other, shredded coconut on there, do you? No, other than every other day I have that, and then the other days I haven't. An egg sandwich huh. for breakfast. Very nice. Very nice. 
Well, and what's and your to, favorite? Well, hold on. To clarify, part B of that question. What? So, as a kid, what was your favorite cereal? Wheaties. It was, was Wheaties anything else? What did uh, they have available? <laughs> uh, Cornflakes. Cornflakes corn and Rice Krispies. Were there only like three, five brands of cereal? Because no, there's like a hundred nowadays. Yeah. No, then they had some like sugar stuff. They always had sugar stuff. Yeah. But yeah. in our house, we had uh, Cornflakes, Rice Krispies, and Wheaties. Those were the go-tos. You got the the corn, the rice, and the wheat. And I think frost, <laughs> Frosted, <laughs> fla- frosted Flakes they're, was the big thing. They're great. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how stuff sticks with you, right? Yeah. That's good marketing, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah, yours. For me, today or as a kid? As a kid. Well, I will say as a kid, uh, for a long time, I always wanted some of the slightly less healthy cereals. And my mom, who was very health conscious, mm-hmm. would say, N-O, Gabriel, you cannot have those. She those look at the label and say, nope, this is more than X grams of sugar. Nope, can't have that. Can't. This has artificial colors and flavor. Nope, can't have that. Deprived, the, the deprived child. My goodness, right. So she, yeah. Yeah, so she let us have Cheerios and uh, corn uh, kicks for kids. Kicks, you know, yeah. And, but those weren't my favorites. Yeah. My favorite was eventually she did let me have a honeycomb. Oh. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was like the least bad of the sugary cereals mm-hmm. that she would allow me to eat. And I did thoroughly enjoy honeycomb. Now, I also enjoyed corn pops, which have even more sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are very good. And I also really, really enjoyed golden grams. What are, I never heard of golden grams. They also have a lot of sugar, that, but they're delicious. All three of those, I, I, to this day, I walk past them in the aisle. I'm like, I should really buy these. Cause now, now what do you but like? But I don't buy them. I now, don't buy do them. you let your kids have sugared cereals? Absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. Every oh. now, actually, every now and then we let them have some chocolate crispies, cocoa crispies. Yeah, not yeah. like the healthy kind. But kicks, not, kicks with the little balls. Yeah, right? they're they're not that good. They're I really like good. kicks. They're okay. Yeah, uh, but these days, yeah, my uh, my go to is I, well, I should say I'll give you my go to, and then I'll give you my favorite because I'm a cereal guy. I love cereal, like I eat it every day. Sometimes also for dinner. Sometimes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a Saturday, if you're really getting crazy here, okay? And you just mix and match whatever cereal you like, you know, infinite uh, options, okay? So, but for breakfast, he, I... G- folks, he's a much better planner than a <laughs> dietitian. I can tell you that. Uh, I like, uh, I, well, I should say, I eat Cheerios and Crispix for most mornings. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, but my one of my favorites these days, which you can't find very many places, but does still exist, folks, if you haven't had them, you got to try them, are Grape Nut Flakes. Yeah. Oh, I was eating those f- uh, for a while. Grape nut flakes, not the, the grape nuts. Those are those are hard and. Not oh, so I was eating the grape, the little crunchy not, yeah, ones. Not, not those. Oh, you didn't like those. Those turns into a soggy like uh, concrete when you're eating it. Yeah, I like I'm that. talking. They're they're light and crispy and delicious. Grape nut flakes. And I've only seen them in two places, folks. You can buy them at Menards. Get out of all places, and you can buy them at Sunset Foods, which is right by my house. And there's it, not very many of those. Is this and pay- you can't find them anywhere else. Is this a paid advertisement? <laughs> it is not. I just happen to... I, I really... I love promoting them because no one's ever heard of them or ever had them. I'm going uh, to run out and buy it. I think they're delicious. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. And they're healthy and nutritious, too. Okay. Well, yeah. they have grape nuts. They do. All right. Well, folks, that is our show for today. Did we end on a high note? I think so. I think so. Bre- talking about breakfast. Yeah. The food. I already had cereal. I could eat another bowl right now. Mm. But, uh, yeah, folks, again, have a wonderful, wonderful 4th of July. If we can help you with any of your... You ever do oatmeal? No. No? I I can't do it. From time to time. 
In the winter, I eat oatmeal all the time. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I can't no, do it every day. No taste. It's the same thing. No taste, my son. Okay. So, yeah, if we can help you at all, give us a call, 847-499-3330. Email us, info, I-N-F-O, info at sglfinancial.com if we can help. Or go to sglfinancial.com slash contact us uh, or slash contact. I always forget which one it is. Or just click contact on sglfinancial.com. But have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you on the next show. Oh, by the way, um, oh, never mind. I June 6th. June 6th. What's that? Uh, July 6th. July 6th. July. If you're a client of ours, we have a special client-only webinar next week, Mid-Year Market Outlook event. We're talking about all sorts of things related to the market. If you're not yet a client, I'm, I'm sorry, this one is actually a client-only event, um, but we, we do lots of other updates and stuff throughout yeah. the year. So look for your email and click on the link. Folks, don't miss this one. It's really important. Indeed, indeed. All right. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com and be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.